And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by the Space Corporation. We take every common Earth product imaginable and add the word space in front of it. That's what we call copyright avoidance. Or should I say, space copyright avoidance. The Space Corporation. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Rico was going to scan the missiles for nefariousness. They appear to have been manufactured on Galaginar. The kickback from the missile launch is more than the weld can handle, causing the missile launcher to throw itself back. Hank was banged around a little bit during the process of exiting the ship. As you're approaching the space station, all heck breaks loose. We're in a time bubble here, and the only way to stop it is to, to activate the scientific equipment that caused the time bubble in the first place. I wanted to black market sell these computers and never come here. There's probably a Lorndon on the station, and they're doing bad science. Oh, no. We don't want to get in the way of science. And now <laughs> this is where we die. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. After you guys had your meeting with the scientists and everything, the lead scientist, Sihi Fee, uh, told you all that it's approaching the night cycle on the station. So she recommended convening in the morning for a staff meeting, which you guys would be invited to, to discuss strategy going forward. And she also announces to everyone that since the antimatter power cores are probably not coming, it's time for everyone to think of new plans and new ideas on how to, you know, deal with the situation. And she'd like everyone to present whatever ideas they have at tomorrow morning's meeting. And she has invited the crew of the Cautious Optimism to that meeting because you guys are in the same situation as them. And that gives you guys a evening, uh, a night cycle to kind of do whatever you'd like to do. So is there anything that you guys want to do this evening? Is the captain still talking to herself angrily? <laughs> probably not. I'm probably in the cockpit, sitting in the pilot's chair, just silent. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes and drinking heavily. <laughs> yes, the internet doesn't even work. I can do nothing. Like <laughs> Shipcom won't power up, so you can't even play solitaire. I can't. <laughs> 
so we know that they need power, but I guess we, like we don't really know enough about the situation on the station to be able to put together any sensible plans or suggestions. Or does Hank have any ideas? I'm sure Hank, the engineer, would have much better ideas than I, Bama, the electrician. But like in my mind, I feel like, like I think I brought it up and I don't remember how the conversation went, but using our chloro drives to jumpstart their generation systems. Or yeah, something. at the end of the episode, you and the station's chief engineer, Argbar Zoo, a female Dulon, we're going to go check out your chloro engines. So maybe we're doing that. Yeah. Go ahead, make an engineering check. Make an engineering roll. I wish I could duplicate that roll I dropped a minute ago. Ding. 10, success by three. Success by three. Okay, so your chloro engines are offline. (laughs) They're non-functional. There's a whole bunch of fractures all over the system causing things to leak and wires to not connect properly and a multitude of little problems that'll take you a long time to fix. Outstanding. Okay, so that's a bust, Miss Zoo. Well, that was our power generation system, so I have no idea. She looks over your engine system and says to you, Yeah, well, this is the problem with transferring through the time bubble. It tears everything apart. When different parts of your ship or person or whatever is transferring, you know, different parts of you are going at different times and relative speeds and everything just kind of gets torn apart. You have micro fractures all over your system here, not just the engine, but the hull of your ship, the computer system, everything. I'm just spitballing here, but how come us humanoids weren't ripped apart then? Well, I actually imagine you probably were hurt or damaged. As a reminder, you did all experience intense pain as you transferred through the bubble and had terrible headaches for a time afterwards. I still have mine. You might talk to uh, your your doctor about that. There could be effects on your biology as well. Lovely. Well, so what are, well, I mean, I, I guess it'll come up in the meeting tomorrow about your ideas for power generation, but I don't know that we necessarily brought anything new with us since our stuff is busted. If we got your chloro engines up and running again, we would at least have power to run our life support if we connected your ship, your engines to our station. And that would be useful. But even in optimal working order, I don't think your chloro drives are going to provide the power we would need to run the chrono modification field generator. Unless we could somehow boost your energy output by quite a bit. Your system works off of what is basically a giant composter. Yes. And that has the potential to produce different amounts of output depending on the input, right? Right. We have previously discussed how the system works and basically we feed it microorganisms into fuel or trash, so to speak, and it it is now a self-sustaining system. However, I would imagine were we to boost the amount of the organisms or the acceleration of their feeding patterns, it would indeed output more energy. That's an idea worth exploring, but it's probably something more organic. It might be something for a doctor or other kind of scientist to look into. I don't have any ideas on that myself. I'll consult with Rico. She's real savvy with these organisms. Okay, okay. I forget which one of you is Rico, but okay. She's the pretty cat lady with the blue mouth. Oh, okay. We had a Canaan here uh, about two years ago, or actually, I guess two years ago, our time. It would be different 
for the rest of the world. I'm not a scientist. I don't really understand how all this time dilation stuff works. But anyway. Oh, the timey-wimey? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good word. Did you think of that just now? I was on an old Earthian television show. Oh, yeah. I heard your captain quoting an old Earth show about you spend so much time thinking if you could, you didn't think about should or something like that. Your old ancient Earth was very wise. <laughs> well, well. Get out to that. That's why it no longer exists. Anyway, I suppose it's a good thing the Canaan doctor left before Rico arrived. I don't think they get along well. They do not. We have already had one, I won't say altercation with a Canaan, but we had one set of interactions with one that I think it ended amiably, but they're not pen palling each other. Sure, sure. Well, anyway... Yeah, if we could get more output from your engine. Of course, we have to fix the mechanics of your engine first anyway, and that'll be a problem. I'm sure that'll be easy for me. Oh, yeah? Sar sarcasm. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> anyway, I don't have any other ideas right now. I, uh, I think I'm going to go. I would say enjoy your evening. I'm probably going to check in with Rico and the captain and maybe even see if there is something from a medical standpoint that might speed up the situation. And we'll get our findings together for the meeting tomorrow. Sounds good. Well, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Hank. You too, Mrs. Zoo. And she walks off. What do you want to do next? I'm going to try to find everybody else. I think probably whilst Hank was doing that, Rico might have been checking in with Kyan about her headache and seeing if we've been damaged or whatever coming through the time barrier. All right. Sounds like we might need uh, some kind of medicine doctory role. Yes. If I can find what I did with my dice. <laughs> there they are. All right. 13. And I think I have a 14. Yes, it's a 14. I got a 13, so success by one. I'm guessing because he also has a headache. Oh, that wouldn't make sense. So as you scan Rico, there's nothing on a macro scale that seems amiss, but your more sensitive instruments are finding lots of little problems, I guess, where there's not internal bleeding exactly, but it just looks like her whole insides from her brain and all the neuropathways and cells in her brain all the way down to her toes, everything has just been roughed up. You would need to run some much more involved scans that would be more invasive and whatnot to learn more. Mm -hmm. But there's signs of internal microscopic trauma throughout the body. And what would I, from a medical standpoint deduce from that because again Kyan has much more knowledge of such things than Joe does. <laughs> sure. Well your first instinct is that this is a thousand paper cuts, right? Mm -hmm. These are all things that you think the body will heal in time. It's just that there's so many of them right now that the whole system is being overloaded by how many different problems need fixing. Mm-hmm. So your best medical advice is time, rest, lots of fluids. Just try to do everything you can to let the body heal itself. The only other thing is you're a little concerned about the neurons in the brain and throughout the nervous system. They all have little tiny breaks, but they don't necessarily seem to be healing like you would hope. And you're not sure what the cause of that is. And it's not... The fact that we just went through a time bubble? 
You think that's what caused it, but you don't understand what's keeping it from. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to relay that. And is there any sort of like antibiotic or something that I would prescribe that would help with the recovery? That's like painkillers are probably just the way forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's not a bacterial infection or a virus or anything like that. So all you can really do, yeah, is painkillers and recommend rest and just try to let the body heal. It's just going to take time. All right. So I will recommend that. And that's some Tylenol. Yeah. Space Tylenol. Space Tylenol. Well, thank you very much, Doctor. Of course. I imagine Kayun might take that moment, especially with the talk of headaches, to talk about the side effects, the medical side effects of drinking large quantities of caffeine. But that I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I don't think he would, because I think at this point she has him fully addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> if he tells her that, then he has to tell himself that and he's not quite there yet. That's fair. Anyway, coffee is an analgesic, so uh, yeah. <laughs> she probably goes to put some more coffee on. <laughs> <laughs> she swallows her space Tylenol with a big swig of coffee. Yeah. That's fair. And I guess probably bumps into Hank on his way back in from the talking to the engineer. Uh, hey, what's up? Headache, you know. Same. Kion says that there's lots of micro tears to everything throughout our bodies at the moment. He uh, gave me a couple of Tylenol. So kind of like blunt force trauma on a molecular level? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I was going to put the coffee on. Do you want some? Oh, absolutely. I'm driving myself crazy down here. So I was talking with Miss Zoo the engineer from the space station and she is of the opinion that once i'm able to fix the chloro drives if we can somehow boost the output perhaps through manipulating the metabolism of the microorganisms involved that we could increase output in such a way that maybe we could create a sustainable source so that they could get that crazy drive back online oh That's a very interesting theory. Pulls out her space iPad and starts flicking through some of her notes. She's probably got some notes somewhere about the particular organisms that drive the chloro drive. Do you want her to roll? That sounds great. Um, Roll some dice. Some sciencey wincey dice to go with the timey wimey stuff. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven against thirteen. So she does succeed, but only by two. Success by two. Okay. The easiest way to boost the output from the chloro drive is by feeding it things that are going to help the microbiome be thriving and successful. And so, I mean, right now, what you guys kind of feed it, everything that is a waste product that it will take. Basically, we're feeding it a lot of coffee grounds. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. But if you were to come up with a special blend of things to feed into it that are, you know, designed to improve the health of the microorganisms, then they'll multiply. You'll have more microorganisms and they'll be producing a higher quality output. And then it's a matter of putting in a larger volume of material for them to convert. Ah, yes. I think we need to come up with a special diet for the microorganisms. So perhaps we could engineer something on the biological level, maybe bring in some growth hormones from a medical standpoint and create Captain Planet. (laughs) 
to feed to these organisms. Yeah, maybe. I think probably Kion and I could put our heads together and come up with an appropriate diet for these creatures. Now, the problem remains, are we going to be able to source the ingredients for that diet on this space station, which is going to have limited resources? Well, I think we'll have to talk to the local scientists and see what they might have available. So I think probably this is a sort of a good avenue to take with us to the meeting tomorrow, but not something we're going to sort of... Hash out tonight. Hash out tonight, no. Okay. Well, let's get some coffee. Mm, good call. She puts the coffee on. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's no problem that you can't solve with a good cup of coffee. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. We promised a follow-up on what happened to Haas, and I didn't want to reply with the crew's answers because I didn't want to spoil any of the story. But since Todd was going to have Captain Johnson as a jaunty hat pick up Haas in episode 32, I think we can safely speculate. I personally think Haas stayed on Lorna 3 after he was traded for the product behind the baby shoe factory. That's the last time we talked about him, so I think he's having a grand old time on Lorna. Bama suggested that maybe he got out when we crash-landed on Kranladabu and went out for Slim Jims, and by the time he got back, we had already left. Kelly thinks he did indeed leave the ship with Captain Johnson, and they're filming low-budget adult films on the fly hard. But Todd has actually declared what is actually canon is that Haas exited the ship on the fly hard and was taken back to Falcon Rock. We all actually kind of feel bad that we forgot about him, but I do think we will probably at least get references to Haas in upcoming episodes. But thank you for asking about him. That's exactly why we love hearing feedback from our listeners. So go follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and if you want to chat with us in real time, Go check out our Slack channel over on the geek to geek Media Network Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek 2 geekmediacom And finally, you can also email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com or leave us a voice message by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. And I may include your comments in the mid-show intermission. October is here. Spooky season has begun, and I promised a contest. So, follow us on Twitter, retweet the pinned tweet on the As The Dice Roll account at As The Dice Roll RP with the hashtag As The Dice Roll, and you'll be entered to win the What Is Not OSHA Van t-shirt. You can be entered once a day from now until Monday, October 25th. Remember, you must follow the As The Dice Roll Twitter account and include the hashtag As The Dice Roll to qualify. The winner will be announced on the October 26th episode of What Is Not. We're taking zombies on at Geektitude through the end of October. Last week, we talked about World War Z, both the book and the movie. And Katie, who plays Beth over on What Is Not, will be joining me once again this week as we talk about 28 Days Later and Shaun of the Dead. And I don't know about you, but after watching 28 Days Later, I need, like, Shaun of the Dead is a little bit of a chaser, because that's an intense movie. Bama and Todd have released a new episode of Farming Simulated. You can also catch Todd on his podcast, Nerdberg Review, Kelly on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and if you're into World of Warcraft, make sure to catch Raven on Girls Gone Wow. Also, make sure to check out the geek to geek Media Network Patreon, 
For just $5 a month, you can get access to the geek to geek magazine. The latest issue is out, and it's about historical geekdom. All the geeky stuff that has come in the before times. That's it for me this week. I'll be back on Tuesday, October 12th, with another episode of What Is Not, and then back again on Friday, October 15th, for the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what the crew can come up with to get out of this pesky time bubble after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Probably they take some coffee and sort of sheepishly wander up towards the bridge. I guess we should see if the captain would take some coffee as a peace offering. Yes, there's some mending to be done there. We do owe her an apology of sorts. Uh, Yes, I mean, that sounds like your department. She hands you the coffee. And I'll step onto the bridge. Captain, if we might have a moment, please. Yeah, close the door behind you. Son of a... I force the non-automatic working door closed since everything's (laughs) not working right now. Captain, we brought you a peace offering and hold out her uh, best pilot ever mug. (laughs) (laughs) I take it. Thank you. Here, uh, sit down for a minute. What did you hear from the engineer? So, long story short, our chloral drives are busted, but repairable. If we can get them repaired in time, and I've talked it over with Rico, if we can get the microorganisms that we use for the production of power a special diet, we can increase the power output so that we could make the timey-wimey stuff revert back to what it did. Okay, so you and I need to have a talk as the only humans on this ship. Just listen to me, and this doesn't leave this room. Okay. We have two options. We either have to get rid of this time bubble, or we're going to have to go back through it. In the meantime, this space station, either way, is going to have to be dismantled from the inside to fix my ship. Understood. These scientists, they can come with us, but the ship either needs to be able to survive going through that time bubble again somehow, or it needs to be able to survive when we retest that gun with one of the real missiles and blow up the space station as we're leaving it. I don't know what the rest of the crew is going to think about this, but at this point, it doesn't matter how we got here. It doesn't matter why we're here. We need to get out of here, and we need to be fully whole when we do. And the scientists who are on this station are going to have to agree, comply, or have this happen to them. Permission to speak? Of course. You said just listen. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing fully well Captain is on edge. Based on Kyan's medical report of us coming in, 
I don't think with the time bubble like it is, we are going to survive another exodus. So our best plan is to be able to undo the time bubble from the inside. That would be the best scenario. But if we're able to do that, I still want this ship to be fixed. Oh, understandable. And to be completely whole and better when we leave here. I'm incredibly tired of Lorndon's messing up our stuff and putting my crew in danger because they have a whim and an idea that they don't fully research and they don't know what they're doing. So many Lorndon whims. <laughs> so hopefully when we have this meeting tomorrow, something new will have come up and perhaps they'll be able to figure out a way to reverse this. But here's the other thing. I understand that it hurt us coming through it. It's probably going to kill us going out of it. I'd rather die going out of it than live here for the rest of my life. Well, the good news is if we can't get out of here, our lives are going to be relatively short. Well, I'd rather the ship at least be floating in space away from here as opposed to just rotting here and other people getting trapped in this same sort of scenario if we can't shut it down. Understood. So what's going on with this Flora Drive? She's broke. I'm going to have to labor all night to get her to a functional standpoint. And once we get her functional, like I said, we'll have to figure out how to increase the metabolism of the microorganisms. Rico has an idea. She's going to work it out with Kayun, and hopefully they can come up with a special diet to feed them. There's no way we could feed these broken down supercomputers to them, is it? <laughs> We couldn't get them to eat silicon or whatever these things are made of. Well, if we had the learned in research from the guy trying to live off of eating rocks, maybe we could reconfigure their diet that way. But I think we're going to be limited to the organic material on the space station. Well, I'll refrain from mentioning that there are six scientists we can feed to it. Okay. My concern is the six scientists that are here haven't been able to figure out how to undo what they've done in a year. So I don't think they're going to be able to solve this overnight. I think it's going to be up to us. All right. I just need us to be on the same page because I can't fly the ship without you. And it might get messy and morally confusing. Oh, no. No. No, no, no. My morals are not confused. Priorities are me, us as a crew, the ship, and then these morons on the space station. Well, my priorities are the ship, the crew, me, and then maybe... The drive. And then these morons on the space station. Oh, and Shipcom. He's in there. Oh, yeah. I forgot to include. Well, he's part of the crew for me, so. <laughs> we can't forget about Shipcom. I really wish I could consult with him in these trying times. <laughs> I do miss him so. <laughs> I didn't realize how much until I didn't have him no more. You never know what you have. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to take this coffee and go talk to the, the medical science types. Yeah, I'm going to head back to engineering and see if I can't get started on the chloro drive. Would you mind helping me with the door? You're stronger than I am. <laughs> and we pry the door back open. And I guess Rico's standing there waiting on us to come out. I, I don't know. That was awkward. It was extremely awkward. In fairness, she pushed the coffee in your direction. And I guess once she saw you were going in, she probably thought, oh, I'll go find Kayun. So I guess she would have gone to find Kayun and been bringing him up to speed with the plan, such as it is. Yeah, so he started to look into what some of the options are to hyperfeed the bacteria. Okay. How about we have a science C type role from Kyan? He's got medicine. That that's that's what he got. Medicine. Okay. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work for this. He has chemistry as far as drugs go, naturalist as far as toxins and venoms go. Anything for biology? I mean, medicine might be the closest. That's really all he has. I mean, this is all under medic exclamation point. Okay. It's a nine, so it's a success by five. Okay. 
So the microorganisms in the chloro driver, well documented, well known, you know, tons of study was put into them before they were trusted to run spaceships flying all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it's easy enough for you to figure out what the ideal diet for them would be. It's a lot of plant material. You know exactly what you need to feed them. The only problem is you don't have anything like that on the ship. Out of curiosity, this is not where our ship's black water goes, is it? It is, yeah. You know what I mean without me saying what I mean, right? Well, I, I assume you mean sewer type stuff. Yep, it's okay. Black water, okay. Yeah, and that's good enough to keep them alive and for them to produce fuel. But it's not the ideal. If you want to feed them something that's going to make them thrive and multiply and be at their best, that's going to be plant matter. Got it. Everything on the ship, food-wise, has been processed, has been freeze-dried for you know long-term storage in space, this kind of thing. You don't have a hydroponics bay or you know a, a garden to get fresh fruit for these organisms. I think that'll be on the list of ship upgrades after we get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I figure that uh, we're going to have to have a word with the scientists on the station and see if they've got anything. Maybe they've secretly got a hydroponic space somewhere. That would be useful. Seems unlikely in a space station that's investigating gravity, but you never know. All right. Does anybody else have something they want to do during the night? It sounds like Hank is going to stay up all night fixing the engine. Yes, I need to do that. I think I need to have a discussion with Kyan and Enrico. Okay the meeting so i head down to where they are i just assume that you guys do science stuff in like a science space i think we're in kyan's little med bay yeah i think, yeah, I think he's got like a little science corner going <laughs> it's just got like books and a coaster oh yeah well two because you know they're double right. fist in the mugs <laughs> so hank has filled me in on what you guys are working on what's the over under on this working well, ideally, we need sort of fresh produce for them, sort of fruits and vegetables and, you know, actual fresh or even just grass or whatever. So we really need fresh organic matter um, to have them at their best, which obviously we don't have on the ship because all of our food is reconstituted. Ironically, that was one of our shipments we just had to unload. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't be fresh anymore, but I just see the irony there. Yeah. Where we all started this crazy hayride. That's right. Out of character, didn't we have a banana looking like berry thing that yeah. Hank took? <laughs> Is that still like frozen somewhere? It's like straw nanners or something. What, I don't know. Figure out what we call it. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to imagine he ate it before it spoiled or it spoiled and he already threw it in the uh, photo tank. Yeah. Because that was literally months ago at this point. Right. Funny. I just listened to it. Um. uh so i think captain we're gonna have to uh ask the scientists at the meeting tomorrow whether they've got anything fresh on the station anywhere maybe they have a hydroponics bay or some kind of i don't know if we're lucky maybe they were doing some kind of gravitational experiments with organic matter well um also after talking with hank i know that the ship in its current state even if there wasn't a time bubble it wasn't space worthy but we probably would not survive going back through the time dilation. No, no. We do need to help them with their power problems so that they can turn it off. Well, we're also going to be helping fix our ship while we're here. And I would enjoy, if all of us were on a united front, when this is all over and if we survive it, this space station potentially needs to be dismantled. And if we can reinforce 
the cautious optimism and the process of that, then win-win. If there's a chance that we are not going to be able to leave here on our own two feet, we definitely need to make sure that no one else wanders in here. I would definitely agree. It certainly doesn't seem like it's been very uh, well risk assessed. Yes. And another thing I uh, would like to throw out there just for your consideration, especially you, Kyan, or you too, Rico, because you were part of the species database. Was there or was there not some sort of mention that Lorndon's at least that one crazy Lorndon was trying to become pure energy. Yes, that is one of their religious beliefs. Well, was it one of their religious beliefs or was it something that he's going rogue on? I feel like it's something that he's going rogue on because they're always going rogue on something. Either way, if that's a possibility, then I don't want anyone to rule out the Lorndon being a power source. Ooh. And whatever that means. Hmm. There are a lot of people who could survive and get off this station and do good in the world. At the expense of one person who potentially trapped us here. So with that, thanks for the coffee. I'm going back to the bridge to do absolutely nothing. Because without a ship to fly or things to look up, I really just punch things and shoot things. So I'm going to go to bed (laughs) and see you guys at the meeting tomorrow. Good night, Captain. And I turn around and leave. All right. To engineering, how much repair can I do in eight hours there, Todd? Well, it depends on how well you roll. Come on, critical success. I've never done it. Let's do it now. (laughs) Success by one. Okay. (sighs) It's the headache. (laughs) In eight hours, I would say you've successfully gotten all of the piping and all of the leaks fixed and and whatnot in the chloro drive and the engine system itself. So the vat where the stuff is broken down to make fuel is good. The fuel lines that bring it to the engines is good, and the engine which produces power with it is good. The rest of the ship, you didn't have time to get to yet. Sounds good. I'm going to head at this point to Captain Rory's private quarters and softly knock on the open door frame since doors are stuck open. Come in. And in my hand is a circular piece of cardboard with the last scrap of the edge of a piece of Hello Kitty on it and just lower my head and hold it out to the captain. (laughs) Thank you, Hank. I will keep this for as long as I'm alive. I did have to utilize every scrap of duct tape we have, so unfortunately the kitty was sacrificed. Well, But the good news is I've got the drives pieced back together to the engines. Obviously we are still not space worthy, but we can at least make an attempt. That is, if Kyan and Rico are able to source us some organic plant material of a high enough caliber that we can power this time dilation drive thing. Well, I appreciate all your hard work, Hank. I certainly couldn't do it. None of these are my skills, but I will treasure this tiny, tiny remaining piece of pink Hello Kitty duct tape. (laughs) I guess we should clean up and head to the meeting. I'm ready. Next time on Cautious Optimism. You have the strangest dream. There's someone floating outside the window. I just have a really bad feeling and I don't know what to do with it. Welcome to the meeting. Thank you for coming, crew of the Cautious Optimism. To reassess all the ideas we've had before and come up with new ones on how to get out of this mess. I don't know if going through the time bubble has somehow done something. 
You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek mediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 